Up next on Inside the SECA Super Tour live stream. Welcome to this episode of Inside the SECA. I am Brian Belansky, the guy in the bottom left or right, depending on if you're directionally challenged. You know him. He's Greg Ginsburg. He's been on here a bunch of times. The guy above him, not on here so often, but you see his handiwork 20 times a year on SECA official, Brendan Kazmarek. Hello, gentlemen. And I use the word gentlemen very, very loosely in this situation. Of course you do. Good evening, Brian, or good afternoon, or whatever time it may be on your side of the it's country. It's evening. It's evening. How you doing, Brendan? I'm good, Brian. How are you? It's good to be back. Uh, it's good to be here. Oh, my gosh, gentlemen. After 20 races, 777,000 hours of coverage, it felt like. Uh, <laughs> qualifying, which we won't talk about. <laughs> 20 races. Twenty? No, actually, what? 20 times 8. 160 races? Give or take, I think. It felt yeah. like. Yeah. At that point, who's counting? Yeah, a whole ton of races. <laughs> and, and, and and like at least three of them were in the dry, so. Yeah, the ones you weren't involved with. Yeah, the ones that you weren't involved with. But, a flood, um, a flood, a snowstorm, a hailstorm. Um, I mean, what else did we go through? I mean, it, it was it was a lot of stuff and a lot of fun and all that other good stuff. 30 degrees at Sebring to start things off last season. I had to wear pants at Sebring. I went all the way to Florida, and I'm like, why am I wearing pants? Anyway. I was gifted a, head, a headlamp beanie for Christmas this year in anticipation of it being 37 degrees the first time I had to go out on track. Nice. So expectations have been set low. So the question we can, is, we were you, were only you gifted go a set of uh, a set of waiters? <laughs> waiters. <laughs> that pair of shoes has been burned and will not see will not uh, see action again. Well, and it took all and it took a half a season for them to dry out enough so you could burn them. <laughs> well, for those of you who had a chance to watch, uh, hopefully most of our Super Tour coverage last year, you will know that we're talking about the varying weather conditions that we saw. Um, I don't know that we had a single weekend that was like just sunny and clear. Portland was pretty clear. It, it was gorgeous in Portland. Yeah. It was ninety-five degrees. It was it was humid, but it was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but Brian, I was going to say a good portion of that West Coast swing, whether it be a Button Willow uh, or whether it be Thunder Hill. The, the conditions were challenging for uh, for many people, including uh, including Brendan and the driver's ILI staff. Well, it was more work for Brendan. I mean, you and I, we just sit up there in the ivory tower and uh, get to talk about it all. He's, he's the one that's got to go out there and do all the work in the weather. So, Labor um, of love, Brian. What's that's that? Right. Labor of love. Labor of love. Labor of yeah. love. So we're back. Uh, I don't know. Did they invite you back, Brendan? Because they invited us back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got some plane tickets booked, so okay. uh, I assume everything's good to go. Um, right. If not, I guess I get to see a couple hundred cars at Sebring next weekend yeah. uh, in the flesh. But uh, yeah, no, we're all we're all set. I actually headed off tomorrow morning to uh, head down to Homestead cool. for the Palm Tree Winter Majors, which are going to be live for the first time. Uh, last year, it was a test weekend for us, yep. but uh, we're going to get the ship back off the ground and um, and headed in the right direction. I knew and we were out of dry dock to uh, yeah <laughs> to, to, for a recurring theme. Not 
Not so much, actually. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, ab absolutely. So, so of course, the Palm Tree Winter Majors, not part of the Super Tour. Correct. Um, but a lot of our competitors that go to Sebring really pair these two weekends together. And uh, uh, and we feel that not only is it going to be a good way to shake the rust off for the drivers, uh, maybe for Brian and I and, and Brendan as well, because we, we haven't really done this since, well, since the runoffs at VIR a couple months ago. Speak for yourself. Uh, I, oh, I did yeah. two more races in November. I, Actually, I did two. <laughs> out here, out west. <laughs> and I know Brendan's been busy, too, with his other series that he does this for. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're all good. Yeah. So so what I, what I wanted to do tonight was talk about, you know, maybe a little reminiscing of of what we did last year, um, but more so to look forward to what we've got coming up this year. And uh, there have been some improvements, uh, announcers notwithstanding. <laughs> but uh, you've got some new stuff coming for us, Brendan. What's what's new on tap that people are going to see at home? Uh well, I, I had planned to make a joke about the weather, but I think we've already covered that ground. So with <laughs> any luck, that will be the first new feature. No, it's okay. Steal my thunder, Greg. It's fine. Um, we There are some things we can talk about, things that are going to come as a surprise okay. on uh, uh, on the second weekend in January. Oh, you're but such the first a tease. thing, what's that? You're such a tease. Well, listen, some of that is, is uh, a request. But uh, yeah, we're, we're excited, right? I mean, 2023 was um, year one. Let's let's get this off the ground. Let's build some momentum around the Hoosier Super Tour yep. um, and make it consumable um, from more than just a uh, an audio perspective or or being only in person. Um, we we were finally able finally able to to bring it to uh, people who care, which was I think our, our biggest accomplishment in 2023 was uh, building an audience. Um, and, and engaging with the, the best the best fans in racing, right? I mean, it is uh, it's a club still, and uh, very much felt like a club last year. All the audience we had uh, had going for us. I'm, I hope they'll all be back in 2024, whether it's this weekend uh, at Homestead for the majors or when the Super Tour kicks off next weekend. Uh, I guess the first most obvious upgrade is going to be uh, the cameras. Yeah, last year was kind of a toe in the water. Let's let's make sure this works. Let's get it, you know. Like we said, pointed in the right direction, and uh, we're in really good shape uh, for 2024. This weekend's going to be kind of our first test with uh, some upgrade, better better zoom capability, better streaming quality, um, and and hopefully now that we've got a full year of experience at basically every venue, um, New Orleans, I guess, notwithstanding, we can start to push the limits a little bit, sure. which uh, is is pretty exciting. I think there's going to be a noticeable and meaningful upgrade to what um, it, it looks like on screen, whether you're watching on a laptop or a phone or, or you've got it up on a big screen at home. So that's that's number one. And that's the one I'm most excited about because bit of a bit of a tech junkie when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, so we're, we're going to turn that quality upgrade into some additional resources for you, Brian and, and Greg. Um, so we're going to have some new resources for you as, as commentators that you'll be able to dig into a little bit um, and uh, and provide and, and and tell the story to uh, the, the audience that we've got for the uh, for the Hoosier Super Tour, cool. which is really exciting. New opportunities for fan engagement as well, and oh. that is all I can say about that one. Oh, oh, it's you know but, it's funny, folks. You know, they haven't even shared this with Greg and I, so no. I'm waiting. No. Look, we're going to end the podcast right now so that I can actually find out <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Excuse us while we break into executive session for a moment. <laughs> exactly, yeah. close session. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very cool. Um, we've 
we've got great support as we did last year from the entire road racing team um, and, and Dan Dennehy as well, uh, who's, who's been working hard to make these things come to life. We just uh, put them to pictures and, and you guys bring the audio. So um, that's all I can say really about the, the interpersonal element and racing is personal. So uh, we'll put that to one side and, and leave that as kind of a tease for next weekend. Um, some new graphics. Cool. Which is exciting. Yep. We've got, uh, we've got a new producer on board with us this year at Driver's Eye Live, which is, uh, got a, he's been hard at work uh, over the last couple of weeks to, to bring things together. And um, yeah, I think we're going to see a, an obvious and hopefully meaningful upgrade to um, the way that not just you and I consume the Super Tour, but the hundreds, nay, thousands of viewers uh, at home over the course of the 2024 season. Cool. Any any uh, any teasing as to what that might be at this point in time? Or are you going to surprise us with that too? <laughs> I'll tell you guys. Uh, I'm not sworn to secrecy for the Brian, people Brian, that need to we'd know. Show up, we'd show up in the booth and just not r- recognize <laughs> yeah. where the heck we were. No, that's what's happen. it'll look very familiar. Like putting on okay. uh, putting on an old jacket. It'll be great. All right. All, All right. Bigger jacket. Uh, <laughs> apparently folks greg has had a really good holiday season and right. uh, the uh the, you, ho- the, the thanksgiving and the christmas uh, dinners went down really well and and uh, yes. greg's not been on the treadmill much no i have not and uh and he got new glasses so we, people can stop calling us brothers that's right <laughs> <laughs> anyway um and on the uh on the on the Announce side, Greg. Um, yes, we, we've got some stuff going on there as well. We do. Um, uh, you and I have made a big push over the last couple of months to to brush up on all the drivers that are going to be joining us, and and uh, a big shout out to uh, the folks at Homestead for sending out a, a thing to the drivers this week to get us some biographical information. Um, I've spent, I got to tell you, probably close to fifteen hours building a book this year on every driver that we're going to have in the series. And uh, I may even share that with you, Greg, if I'm feeling generous. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I mean, I can't read, but thank you. <laughs> um, but one of the things I wanted to do was was do a better job this year of, of finding out more about the drivers and telling sure. their stories. Um, because, you know, we're a big family. I, as I always tell people, you know, people don't – people come to what we do for the cars, but they stick around for the people. So um, – and, and I want to do a better job of doing that this year. So Yeah. Um, you know, and- and, and and Brian, along those lines, and and maybe I'll, I'll let one of those cats out of the bag. You know, it, it, when you look at this at this uh, podcast or listen to this podcast, you are looking and listening to the three people that are at the Super Tour to work the event, and you know we're on mic or doing all the technical stuff while racers are on track, and it doesn't give us a lot of time or opportunity. Uh, to wander the paddock and get those stories uh, that come up, you know, once the event starts on many times on a Friday morning. Right. And, you know, we're going to be working very hard uh, with some folks locally that know the, know the, the, the local racers that know the tracks that know the people and will be able to walk the paddock and get that information it may be in a little bit more timely manner to us. So, so we're not reporting on things from Sebring at, um, uh, at Buttonwillows a couple of weeks later. That's true. Um, That's true. So it's, 
uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna be able to bring you a lot more a lot more feel for the events because of the help of some some great volunteers that are going to be on site helping. Right, right. Um, and a couple things changing on the tour this year, Greg. We're going to a different location this year. We uh, are. Which uh, which I'm excited about, and I know my wife is because she's actually going to come to a race <laughs> with us. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey the, the best four years I can't remember were spent going to college in New Orleans, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that a story that we want to share on this podcast? No, no Greg, probably or not. No? <laughs> but, uh, you know, but you know, I I was there the 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 first year that I called the Super Tour back in 2017. We were at uh, at NOLA, and uh, it was uh, I mean everything that goes along with that track. Uh, you know, it's certainly not it's not downtown, but the West Bank. It's not that far away from a lot of the uh, sights and sounds. Uh, that go along with Nolans, and so uh, it's it's going to be a very good time. Cool, cool, cool. So, what should what do people need to know about New Orleans who may have not been there before? Uh, the, the racetrack, the the, the racetrack. Um, <laughs> thank you for saving me there. Yes, I was yes, going to yes, say yes. some things that probably were just not consequential for for what we're doing. <laughs> uh, uh, NOLA itself, I mean, as as you can imagine, with a track that is right at or below sea level, uh, doesn't have a lot of elevation change to it. Right. Um, there is a little bit of a swamp off on the side where there have been alligator sightings. Just a you know subtle subtle warning for you guys in smaller open wheel cars. Dinner. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it is it is a track that actually has some decent flow, but it takes a long time to to get up to speed there. Uh, and I think it's going to be be very challenging. The other thing that we're going to find is that time of the year. One, it's still somewhat cold there. Yeah. Um, and as you always have in New Orleans, there is typically going to be high humidity levels. And I wouldn't be surprised um, if at some point during the race weekend, the track ends up being slightly damp, creating more challenges for the drivers. Greg. Sorry, Brendan. Oh. <laughs> So we also have experience at New Orleans, and yeah. uh, one of the things I've always found most fascinating about it is uh, it's a lot of high-speed, high-energy corners. Right. Yeah. You know that first sector is pretty technical, but outside of that, you've got a lot of long, medium to high-speed right-hand corners being a, a clockwise circuit. Um, and it's while it is not a particularly old circuit, the surface through most of the track is still the original. Portions have been repaved. Right. Um, but uh, especially if it, it gets warm at all during the course of the weekend, tires could yep. be a, a very legitimate yeah. concern, tire wear. So I think more than maybe most venues we've we've been to in the past that um, we could see some actual uh, race craft in that way come into play during the course of the weekend, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that is very true. I mean, even back in 2017, the, uh, the, the surface when dry is, as you mentioned, quite abrasive there. Yeah. And uh, definitely a challenge. Put myself on mute. Want to say hi to Brian Straczynski. Uh He's in the chat. He is hey, says Brian. he's happy to uh, that we're covering the Homestead Majors, and and that should be fun. Flying by photo. Not quite sure who that is, but they're excited for the 2024 season as well. <laughs> Feel free to ask us questions, guys and gals. We'll be happy to answer them if we can. Although Brendan seems to be very very covert today, so we have to ask probing questions. Well, listen, I, I'm I'm under some strict orders here. Um, I would love to talk about uh, orders everything. from who? I, Eric Pearl. I'm, I'm, well, if uh, uh, you know, I, I know it's a him. team. 
I, I've got a bottle of something sure. that'll make them. I'll Sometimes, all Brian, over. you just have to ask the right questions. Oh, I'm not asking mm. the right questions. That's yeah, well, a challenge. We're we're gonna find out, I think, sometime next week. But cool. uh, yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm an open book when it comes to, to 2024. I'm. I, I honestly, I couldn't be more excited about uh, about getting back on the road. My wife asked me earlier today. She said, "Are, are, yeah. are you like excited about getting back on the road?" And uh, despite my my current, um, I don't know if it's flu or cold or what, <laughs> but uh, apart from having to get on a plane at six o'clock tomorrow morning um, and uh, and and get myself all drugged up. Um, yeah. I'm really, really excited. It's so, going to be a lot of fun this year. I'm going to warn you both now so you have a moment to think about it. We're going to come up here in a few minutes. I'm going to ask you what your what your best memory was or a couple of great memories from last year. So I'll give you a second or two to think about it. Um, and uh, and as we were starting the show, I, there was a piece of pre-show prep I forgot to do. So as I was looking down, it was not that I was ignoring my good friends here. Um, but I just went through all of the broadcasts from last year on the YouTube 163,000 views is what we're at right now. And, of course, those keep growing uh, throughout, you know, eternity because people go back and watch them. Uh, but we're, we're going to work hard to, to get that up there this year. Um, and uh, I didn't think – at one point I was hoping we'd get to 100,000 views. So I was really excited when the number crossed over 100,000 as I'm typing them in here. That's, uh, <laughs> I, you know, Brian, it's it's funny you mentioned it, – it's a big number. Yeah. It sounds like a big number. And you average that out even over 10 races and you're yeah. you know, talking still 15,000, 16,000 viewers, which is fantastic. But for me, it was the quality mm -hmm. of the engagement and the, yes. the, the passion that we got through the YouTube and Facebook chats over the course of last year. Sure. It wasn't just – you know, silent, uh, silent viewers and, and people, you know, throwing it up on a TV and, and sitting on their couch. It was people who really wanted to be a part of the Super Tour the way that the SCCA is a community. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think Lots we got that on display all year last year. And that <laughs> that more than anything, numbers are great, but quality is better, man. And, uh, uh, you know, and I, and I look back at uh, Brendan, I look back at, you know, certainly folks like Brian and, you know, and I think of like a I'll call him out, Russ Lundberg, you know, lots yeah. of folks that were that were joining us every single weekend to the point that we also had engagement from uh, from the EU that uh, and I, I can't remember his his handle right now, but we had somebody Irwin. checking in. Irwin oh, from Denmark, because right. he shows up Irwin. on your other broadcast too, doesn't he? Yes, that's he right. does. We got him a t-shirt. Nice. So, did you? SCCA, nice. man, step it up. Love it. Ir Irwin's got a collection to start. Absolutely. Oh absolutely. So um, and I'm going to work hard this year to be able to have some some stuff to to maybe give away to some of the people in our I call them the, our associate producers. Um, right. And uh, they they gave us great information and corrected us when we were wrong, which really only happened with Formula 600. Um, otherwise, we were never wrong for anything else for the rest never. of the season. Never once. Uh, <laughs> uh, but shout out to our Formula 600 watchers. They were very quick to correct me when I screwed up um, and uh, all of that. Also, um, Brian Straczynski just said, I can no longer say that I start every podcast by asking all my guests the same question. Well, Brian, when, we, when I have return guests, I don't always ask them the question a second time. So. Yeah, at, the, at this point, to, to say that, you know, if you ask me that for the like the fifth time, it might be just slightly repetitive. So uh, so that's my my retort to that. Uh, Ray Esports uh, is joining us here in the chat. Stevie and, Ray. And uh, Stevie Ray says he's look, looking forward to seeing some of the virtual drivers doing stuff on the racetrack. I am, too. And uh, a couple of them have uh, have really grown into.
to really decent race car drivers. And uh, one of them is going to be at uh, one of them I know for certain is going to be at Homestead and Sebring, and that's Morgan yes. Burkhart. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say, Brian, don't don't steal my oh, don't oh. steal my moment. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. We're doing a lot of that. It seems like. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, oh, either that or we all come up at the same moment i yeah, don't know pretty much pretty much <laughs> so um so yeah so there's all of that i'm excited about that um any way that we can engage with with the folks you know at home is uh is a lot of fun and i hope to do a lot more of that this year as well um but yeah it's it's uh it's pretty cool what uh what we came up with you know this thing hatched what was this we we, we both you and i both heard about this first i guess back in like june or july of a year and a half ago and uh to think of what we've all been through and and they were getting ready to do it again is pretty crazy well i you know i'm glad that the that uh the folks in the road racing department and the sec as a whole and you know every time i listen to to mike cobb give his quarterly address uh the president of the scca you know i'm i'm uh, so grateful that that we have the support uh, and they they like what we're doing, mm -hmm. and uh, and I again I think as you mentioned with 160,000 views over ten you know well, obviously now more than just ten weekends over right. an entire year uh, I think that says a lot about uh, uh, how how much people enjoy it that they're not just watching for 20 minutes and tuning back out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I had just come up with oh we we have to thank because you know it's it's. One of us usually at the racetrack and Brendan, but there are a couple of other people who, who, well, right. There, there, there you go. Completely destroying, destroying the, uh, Oh, there's no myth anymore. The, the myth, myth is gone. The myth is gone as everyone okay. knows. Well, that's kind of one of the cool parts of how we do this is that, yes. you know, we're not always, one of us is typically not at the track and, uh, we, we, we have a remote broadcasts system, uh, where we can broadcast from, from wherever typically it's at home. Um, our production hubs, not at the racetrack. So that's, this is all of the cr crazy, awesome technology that we use to make it come into your homes as clean and beautiful as possible. Um, and, uh, but we also have some friends at the track who help us out the scots uh yes. who are responsible for getting all of our gear to every single race and and schlepping it up sometimes a dozen flights of stairs to get it to the booth um which we appreciate all of their help with and of course this the road racing staff which greg alluded to um not only have they seemed to be happy with what they're doing they they provide us with a bunch of stuff um um as far as information goes and coordination and uh and of course it was their idea to kind of make this thing happen so budget has something to do with that too so i want to thank them for letting that happen but uh yeah it's 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 a little bigger than just the three of us it's substantially bigger than just the three of us yeah this yeah. is uh this is an undertaking that isn't just um you know obviously we love it and we get to take advantage of the opportunity to, sure. to be at the track and experience racing in person but there are you know more people behind the scenes that uh both do and don't get named over the course of race weekends that uh, right. are are a part of, like you said, bringing the Super Tour into people's living rooms. Uh, two, two other things I want to mention, and, um, and that is there are, um, uh, we've got a lot of drivers out there who have ca cameras in their cars. Um, and the broadcast, this live stream is extremely better when we have the in-car cameras. So, Brendan, if a, if a driver has an in-car camera and they're streaming it live, how do you want them to let us know that so that we can possibly put that camera on the live stream? 
the best way to do it is to get in touch with with me directly um, via Drivers Eye Live. If you uh, if you send me an email, Brendan B R E N D A N at Drivers Eye Live, or you go to our website Drivers Eye Live and use the contact form. Um, we'll get you all the details you need to know uh, to get get your yourself set up and, and integrated with um, our our production system. Um, obviously, there's there's some work to be done at the beginning part of uh, of this year, getting things back up online. But uh, the goal is that by the time we get to Sebring, there should be, um, you know, enough enough cameras floating around that we, like much like last year, get to to add that depth back into the broadcast again. So right. feel free to get in touch with me directly, and um, yeah, we'll get you set up. Well, and it's pretty, great, pretty it, quick and easy. It's a great opportunity for those out there who are doing that to get their sponsors a little bit of time on on the screen because we put up whatever you give us. And if you give us a, a, a feed with your sponsor's logo on it, then that's going to end up on a screen. So it's a pretty good opportunity for that. Yeah, there's not too many places where you're putting three to 400 cars on track in a given weekend yeah. uh, and naming and, and singling out sponsors and, yeah. and title sponsors and associates and all of that um, can be... It's not practical, <laughs> right. let's put it that way. Um, but the onboard cameras are a great opportunity to showcase you, your team, your sponsors, um, and uh, to get uh, some more eyeballs on, um, you know, the, the 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 people and the things that that support your racing hobby. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anything that uh, comes to mind, Greg, for you of, that you would would like to be able to get from our, our drivers or our people at home who are getting ready to, to help us out? Well, and I, I was going to say, as Brennan was was talking about the in-car in -car cameras, and I, and I certainly would like to see that. I, I do want to just mention that uh, somebody who has been, I think, very, very helpful, more than just helpful, but he's provided a system and, and has been a big supporter of ours over the last year plus. James Candelaria has had some medical issues and uh, from uh, Candelaria Systems part, uh, uh, with uh, that produces the Sentinel system that a lot of the drivers use to provide in-car video to us. And uh, he just uh, uh, was discharged from the hospital today yep. and, and went home and uh, want to After a heart transplant. Yes, a, yeah. a heart transplant. Yep. And uh, he's already been talking to his doctors about when he can get back into a race car. Yeah, so so uh, um, those those that's actually one of my feel good stories from yes. from this past season or actually the season coming up. But I want to wish him all the the health in the world, and uh, uh, it's great to know that he's got such a a great support system. Um, you know, Brian, it's interesting. I've been talking to a uh, another racer that uh, might be able to provide not just some video, but maybe some audio to us uh, okay. during the uh, during the race weekend. At least one race weekend. We're gonna maybe give that a try at Sebring. We'll see how that works out. Um, but uh, I I think probably the biggest the the biggest piece, and and again, I love being able to over these past number of years be able to tell these drivers stories more than just what they're doing on track. I want to know how they got into racing, why they got into racing, um, you know, who has helped them along the way, those types of stories. And uh, those are the types of things that that Brian and I, feed off of to to increase the size of his novella from 300 pages to 600 pages <laughs> coming up. Um, you can send that information if you have it to super tour announcers, that's plural, mm -hmm. at gmail.com. And uh, is certainly, I, I'd love to see and have more information throughout the season yep. there. 
And if you don't know what to send us, what information to send us, send an email to that email address, and I'll send you kind of a little template uh, yeah. that you can just fill out and send it right back. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we don't need to know your Social Security number or, you know, your firstborn child. Um, but uh, if that firstborn child's a race car driver, we absolutely want to absolutely know about do. that. <laughs> um, Sorry. Um, but, yeah, no, it's absolutely – it's all about the stories, and um, yeah. and we, we enjoy telling that. So, um what else is new? Is that have we covered it all, Brendan? Or well, so one of the the the, the neat things that that we've seen, or we're going to see in twenty twenty four, we saw uh, some shades of this at the runoffs, um, you know. But the the what used to be known as Spec MX five Challenge now uh, yeah. is the SMX class is going to be a runoffs eligible class this year and is going to be part of the Super Tour, uh, and. Uh, we're seeing a number of younger drivers come up um, and, you know, whereas they might have gone originally from from karting to maybe Formula F or Formula V, we're seeing them in the MX-5. And there's a lot of support from Mazda this year. And uh, I'm I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how having called a number of their races last year, both uh, uh, primarily at the regional level. Uh, that I, I'm looking to see how some of these younger drivers advance, but you know we've got a number of drivers uh, that uh, that uh, uh, for example Ethan Jacobs, I think Elio Massa, Cam Hibbett uh, went through the the process Mazda's process the same weekend where they were choosing Mazda was choosing uh, scholarship winners uh, yep. for uh, MX5 Cup. Uh, they were choosing for spec MX-5 as well. And so we're going to see a number of, of racers, you know, not just young kids, but uh, I have I know now of a number of racers that are moving moving from some of the, the more traditional uh, classes in SCCA to SMX as well. Uh, I think it's it's just another, another form of competition is a nascent class is going to have an opportunity to grow. Yeah, there was a couple of names on that entry list at Sebring that I was a little surprised by, and I'm mm -hmm. not gonna I'm not gonna drop those names now. But you'll I'll talk about them when we get to Sebring. One in particular is a name uh, that is a has been around the SCCA for a very very, very long, long time. time. Yes, <laughs> and um, I'm I'm still trying to get some four one one about why he's deciding to to go play with this group of, of drivers. But um, it will be very interesting to see this mix of drivers in this new class as it as it grows here throughout the club so. yeah i think one of the things that excites me most about spec mx5 uh challenge for for next year becoming a national class and being part of the super tour um is the fact that this is fully supported by mazda motorsports yes. mazda is not not known at any point for for leaving their club racing uh competitors and and commitments out to figure it out for themselves um but this class in particular, I think, is really gaining steam in a, a very healthy and sustainable way. Um, it means double the Miatas for us, double the MX-5s for us, which is yep. um, never yep. really a bad thing. Um, yep. But the support is there from Mazda Motorsports, um, who's supported the Super Tour as well for a long time. And uh, yeah, I'm looking, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how those cars yep. play with each other at the Super Tour venues and then play with the cars around them as well. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I think also... Um... You know, it's it's just kind of the evolution of what what the club does. And, it, you know, the club has constantly evolved since it started 
75 years ago or whatever it was now. And uh, this is kind of the next step. And and one other next step the club is taking is the transition to using the Flagtronics equipment, yes. um, which um, I, I don't know exactly how well. I know how Greg and I are going to use it from an announcer standpoint. Um, I'm not exactly sure how or when we'll be able to integrate that into the broadcast. I, Brendan's got this look on his face like, is he going to ask me this question? I don't know if I want to ask him this question because I don't know if he wants to answer it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, is, are there going to be opportunities to integrate the information we get from Flagtronics into the broadcast? We're going to learn a lot in the next 10 days, Brian. You know, you told me that there were sp- <laughs> sp- interesting. I had to ask the right questions is what you just challenged me to do. So. <laughs> no, Listen, that was we, the wrong question to ask. <laughs> we have been given the closest thing to carte blanche okay. as you can have without actually having carte blanche to develop this project together develop this program together the scca is providing us all of the resources that we could ever ask for at drivers i live to be able to pull this off the way we would want to do it and the way they would like it to be seen and the finished product as always as it did throughout all of 2023 will continue to evolve we're going to learn a lot about the flagtronics equipment at more than just vir right which is where we've seen it for the most part for the for the runoffs um but we're going to learn a lot about it over the course of the season there is a lot there not just for us and for you two, but obviously for the drivers sure. um, from a safety perspective uh, sure, and more. a situational awareness perspective as well. So yep. let's uh, let's see let's see how things look when we get to Sebring because I think those first two days, three days, we're we're all going to be learning a lot. Well, and and I think like last year, you know, the product that, that the three of us and and the the folks at the at the hub put together at Sebring was not the same product that we delivered at the June Sprints. No. it got better every week. Um, Greg and I got better every week, um, and um, and we learned a lot in those early races that we were able to apply and upgrade things for the for the later races. And I don't think that's going to change at all. I mean, it's only going to continue to grow, right? right. We're not, uh, the club doesn't move backwards. We don't move backwards. It's incremental steps forward. And like you said, by the time we got to the June sprints last year, it was a, a fundamentally different product than it was when we showed up day one at Sebring, which right. was pretty six good to begin with. Yep. Or six months, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, it seemed like a year. <laughs> it, it did. It did. Hey, for everything that everything that we had to work through last year or had the opportunity for growth uh, during the course of last year, um, I think we all came out as as champs and and better for it. The show came out better for it. The club came out better for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's get to our favorite moments from last year. And uh, and we're going to head out because I don't want to give it all away for for what we're going to do. So um, this is this is the tease um, for for what we got coming up. So let's start. Who who wants to start? Do you want me to start? Do you want to start, Greg? Since you're since I've already given away the the script uh, and you're going to just steal mine. Anyhow, let me start. Okay. (laughs) So, so, uh, you know, and I guess everybody, not everybody, but you joke, obviously, about uh, my my little my my teary eyed moment at the uh, the 2020 uh, 2022 runoffs at VIR. Uh, when a certain driver won the uh, the Spec Miata National Championship, but uh, uh, for me, this past season was and and it it gets very hard. You know, both Brian and I are invested in SCCA. We're racers. We're volunteers. Brendan is as well, and and we we interact with the drivers and the families of drivers, seeming on a on a weekly basis. And um, certainly, the biggest moment for me personally before the runoffs um, was 
uh, Morgan Burkhard, um, driving a spec racer Ford. It was his second season racing. He had done regional racing in the Washington, D.C. region with the Mid-Atlantic Road Racing Series uh, in an ITA car the year before. Um, and he uh, he took the win in the Saturday race at Virginia International Raceway on the Super Tour. Yep. Now, this is coming off a win uh, at that... Uh, my other Brian partner, uh, Brian uh, Brian Donati, and I called at Summit Point Raceway about two weeks earlier. Uh, but uh, he, taking that win, and not so much, not as much seeing how he bathed in that glory, but his mother and his father, who I've right. known now for twenty five years, and they are racers and uh, and volunteers, and and to see uh, to see how they doted on their son for 17 years and the fruits of all of their labor came yep. true with that at that race well i mean i slept at the burkhart's house when i flagged it at summit point so uh we both have a long history with that family uh and and one of those great secca families um and now in the third yeah. third generation of of members uh, well, doing and it, we so. should mention you know, since it didn't happen on the Super Tour, but it happened at the runoffs, Morgan's parents sure. were named Workers of the Year It's in start this yep. year uh, for 2023, and then that was announced at the runoffs. So, uh, you know, a big, big year for the entire family. Definitely. Brandon, what uh, what what do you remember? What is the moment or two or three moments that really stick out other than picking on Greg for the weather for the entire <laughs> 10 races? Oh, no. We know who is at fault for the races, and uh, it wasn't Greg. He'll remain nameless, but he knows who he is. Oh, Skippy. Yes. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. Uh, well, uh, this is his problem to deal with now. Anyway, uh, he, ma he made his bed last year. I'm going to give you two. I want to okay. give you an on-track one and an off-track one. Um, the on-track one first. I tend to be pretty romantic about racing. I, uh, I, I, I don't know. For some reason, it just it gets me, uh, and I get it. Um, and for me, as difficult as the weekend was, Sunday morning at Button Willow, we woke up probably five thirty. Brian, when you and I left uh, the house <laughs> to head up to the track, we got there six o'clock. It's the morning I almost died wet. on the way to the racetrack. Right. We still had only half a circuit to play with, right? Yep. All the trials and tribulations we had Friday afternoon, getting cars on track. Saturday morning was a washout. We shortened the track. We let everybody figure it out, not just drivers on track, but timing and scoring had to move to a remote site. Barely had internet out there to be able to actually get us data. We had to move cameras around for a layout we hadn't prepared for. Um, and we all woke up Sunday morning to a five-car spec Miata field. And it could have just been the start of a very long day. And it actually ended up being one of the best races I remember watching last yes. year. It was yes. Austin Varco, and I forget. I think it was Austin, and, and I forget who the second driver it was. It was Evan his... Jacobs. I, I think it might have been. Okay. And you would know the names better than yeah, I would. Yeah, it was would, Austin, but... it was Evan, and, um, um, oh, shoot, I can't remember the third guy. But, yes. It was, as, it was the best you could hope for under all of those circumstances. Yep. And even I think the best you could hope for under better circumstances sure. just really sticks out in my mind as uh, sitting up in the booth there with mud clogged shoes and um, watching this all go down for 27 laps was <laughs> just a, a great, a great celebration of everything that uh, we all went through at, at right. Button Willow Super Tour last year. Um, off track. There's two. I was away for 
from the SCCA for the better part of a decade. Uh, I, I had marshaled um, for, for a while and uh, in college, had a career, changed careers, got back into racing. And uh, my first weekend back at Sebring, there are so many people that um, reached out and said, hey, come find us or, um, you know, uh, made their way up to the booth to say hello and uh, almost emotionally overwhelming. I, I, it was everything I remembered and loved about the club um, from a very personal perspective. And uh, just I, I can't have asked for a better experience throughout 2023, that Sebring weekend, and then again at the June Sprints, which was a truly remarkable um, race weekend in, yeah. in just so many ways. But to see what the June Sprints, uh, sprints still represents after, I think, 60 years, um, not just to the SCCA, but the community at large as well. I mean, the, the campsites were, were pretty full all yep. weekend. Just um, two really great weekends that were about the people and about the experience as much as it was about the on-track action. Yeah. And I was going to say, Brendan, the, the Airbnb that you and I stayed with, we had a, a wonderful conversation with the, right. the homeowners and their son. Their son was in his 40s, I think, already. And and giving us the his, you know, their times at the June sprints uh, back in like the 80s and, you know, and, and how how much that event and road America as, as a whole means to that community around Elkhart Lake. Before this goes back to Brian, I just want to make one point there to what you just said, Craig, yeah. the super tour as a concept. The one thing I learned last year is that we're not just filling out a 10 race calendar, right? These are races yeah. with clout and with interest. They're, yeah. they're important to the regions that host them. They're important to the club at large. The Sebring weekend is one of the biggest we'll do all year. June sprints has all the history, yep. right? right. Um, the button willow is cow club. I mean, this is cow clubs, big opportunity on the big stage. It's, it's just, uh, it, it is truly a, a representation of everything that is great about SCCA road racing. Yeah. Indeed. And I learned that in real time last year. Yeah. I'm going to cut. Well, I don't want, before I get to my three, I would also say that in this year, the sprints become even if possible more significant uh, because the runoffs are at road America this year. And, um, and one of the things I noticed, well, I'm going to save this for the Sebring broadcast to talk about that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, you, you can tell the runoffs are at, at, at road America um, be, with a lot of the things that are happening right now. And, and I look forward to talking about that when we get to Sebring. So yeah. um, there were too many, I'm going to cop out out here for a second guys there were too many good things exciting things on the racetrack for me to be able to narrow it down to anything on the racetrack but i've got three things off the racetrack that i were my biggest moments of the year um uh i have been doing this since 1986 um i know a crap ton of people in the SCCA and I made some amazing new friends in the last year um, and when you've, when you've been around as long as I have, you've been to as many racetracks as I have, to still find new people who are fun and exciting to talk to and meet um, was really my highlight of the year um, and and my third, my second highlight of the year was uh, the folks that were able to bring up to the booth to talk to us in, in the races um, um, some guy named David Hobbs showed up in our booth in Seabrain at Seabrain and I, I still get I get goosies just thinking about that moment. But we had Lauren Brellier, we had Scotty B. White, we had I, I, I'm going to forget somebody I already have, and I'm sure that that will piss some people off. But all those people who've come up throughout the year and chatted with us in the booth um, to share their stories, um, that was fantastic. And then my final thing, <laughs> um, it has to do with sheep. 
Um, and uh, we the only we time we didn't go to Sonoma this year, Larry. I mean, no. we got... Larry Brian. <laughs> well, <laughs> number one, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, me being called Larry, that's very, very apropos because that happened about a thousand times last year. Thank you, Greg. Um, You're welcome. It only took us 43 minutes and 58 seconds except for I, Greg to I call me. I always called Larry Brian, well, there so you I go. just figured I'd kind of flip it on its head before the season um, started. So we're, we're at Thunder Hill, and we had to have a red flag because um, a sheep herder showed up on the wrong side of the fence to uh, collect some of their sheep who were out there uh, grooming the uh, grooming the, the landscape. But that was the first part about the sheep. Now, the second half of the sheep story is um, when the, the, the winter storm came through in Ju- whatever that was, May, May. And, <laughs> and dropped down a half an inch of, of hail and sleet all over the racetrack, seeing the, the, the sheep run <laughs> trying to get somewhere away from the hail was so comical that um it, it just the sheep at thunder hill were were one of the big highlights of, of my race year uh. <laughs> and, 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 and brendan's just shaking his head what you were there i i just I, there are so many of those little moments every every race weekend right yeah. and some of them were bigger than others but um you know, recounting 2023, you could extract one of those basically from every weekend. We had the giant fire across the highway at Hallett that burned oh, yeah. for I don't yeah. know, six hours, Forgot eight hours one. on the Sunday. Right. But that's yeah. my point is these these things happen every race weekend because I don't, I don't know, because of Skibby, I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, man, we just I, we had such a great time with with the Super Tour broadcast last year, yeah. unless you are really good at faking it. Um, you know, I think it brought a lot of joy to us. I hope it brought a lot of joy to the viewers as well. It was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. Gentlemen, uh, anything else before we, we head on out of here? Uh, programming note. Yes. Saturday and Sunday this weekend, January 6th and 7th. Uh I do some mental math. Eight o'clock AM on Saturday for qualifying from the Palm tree winter majors. Uh, the Florida region gracious enough, not just to obviously host the first road racing event of the year, um, but also to uh, bring us on board at Drivers Eye Live uh, as a great tune-up opportunity for everything we're going to do in the Super Tour this year. It'll be 8 o'clock on Saturday morning and 8.30 on Sunday morning for the last, uh, I think it's seven races on Sunday. Seven, seven races on, on Sunday. And, and we should mention, Brendan, that uh, for qualifying on Saturday morning, uh, we're, we're, you know, again, kind of removing pulling the the sheets back here a little bit brian who's out on the west coast when when we told him first off qualifying <laughs> and then second qualifying at 5 a.m um <laughs> well let's just say brendan's gonna be in the booth with me on uh on saturday morning and i've heard brendan call races for some other other series that drivers i live covers and i'm gonna be very honored to have him in the booth with me yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun uh, this coming weekend. We're gonna get our, ourselves uh, pointed in the right direction. Um, Brian is obviously gonna join us to call the races on Saturday afternoon and all day on Sunday, which is gonna be great. Yep. Uh, you'll be able to hear it as well if you're at Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend. Um, but if you're not, please do join us on the SCCA official YouTube uh, at eight and eight thirty respectively to 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 follow along with the unofficial prologue. Right. Let's call it uh, right. before we get things started for for the Hoosier Super Tour. Right. 
So I promised uh, the audience uh, last year that I had a new feature that we we're going to do during my the, the, the show this year is the, doing a little news and notes. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is non-Super Tour related, and I usually have a full screen. I'm not going to put it over, up over Greg and, and Brendan's faces. Um, um, but uh, we've already covered all of it. There's there's um, well, Actually, I'm going to put it up for just a second. Yep, eight days until Sebring. Uh, we've covered that part. We've covered the part that we're going to do the races live from Homestead. Um, and then there's one other thing that just popped up today. Um, there is a new Powering Diversity Scholarship Program yes. uh, that's come out. Perella Motorsports Holdings, uh, who um, are, are highly and deeply involved in the Road to Indy program, are sponsoring this, uh, this uh, Powering Diversity Scholarship. I honestly didn't have time to read through the entire thing to learn much about it, but if you go to scca.com uh, all the information is there it looks really exciting uh and a great opportunity to continue to uh to get more youth and diversity into what we do here which is uh, never ever a bad thing so yeah uh, i would say it, it is the the lead story on the scca website uh currently if you go to speedtour.net slash scholarship you can find out more information about that program Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and the the uh, other thing I, I I was remiss, and you know what, I, I should have done this earlier. Um, uh, Racekeeper is uh, the official uh, in car camera of Inside the SCCA. I want to thank them for being a partner with us. Uh, love all of the stuff that they do for us. Also, want to mention that uh, uh, Ray Esports is the official sim racing league of Inside the SCCA. So uh, all the information about both of those are in our show notes and uh, check them out. And uh, we really appreciate uh, all of our partnerships there for that. Brendan, Greg, you guys have a great couple of days. We're going to get together on Saturday morning at Homestead, and it should be a blast. Looking forward to it, Brian. Thank you. I am definitely looking forward to it and uh, another wonderful season of the Super Tour as well. Thanks so much, Brian. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside the SCCA. This week's episode is uh, is up on Wednesdays, of course, live, and then we do it again on Fridays on the podcast. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network and the Racing Network on YouTube. Leave us a good comment. Uh, don't leave us the bad comments. You can follow us on social media to find out who our next guests are. Leave a question on Twitter. It's at RacingWireNet. There's a new Inside the SCCA every week. I'm Brian Belansky. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Stay safe and go play with cars. I'm Abby Shear, and when I'm on my way to an autocross, I listen to the Inside the SCCA podcast. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests and not that of the SCCA.